If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minchis, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. We have a really cool entrepreneur here today, and he's going to share his story. I think you'll find it as inspirational as I have. So today we have Darren Dobier with us. And before I tell you about him, I just want to say hello, Darren, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to talk to you. I'm excited to have you here. I know we have a lot to talk about. So let me share a little bit with our listeners about you. And I just want to thank our listeners. We have listeners all over the world right now tuning in. We're grateful for you. If there's anything we can ever do for you, please email me directly at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Love to hear from you. Love to support you. So Darren Dobier is the owner of Daira Outdoors, which specializes in taking individuals and groups on fun outdoor adventures, kayaking, paddleboarding, fat tire biking, and snowshoeing. Doesn't that sound fun? Except for the snowshoeing. I'm not ready for that yet. But their mission is to inspire and outfit the community to get outside more often and strive to remove the barriers that often prevent people from doing so. They're They're a completely mobile business. Yep, they can come to you. And they meet people at various locations across the Twin Cities with all the gear needed for a given activity. So some of you around the world, you might want to fly into Minnesota, do some great outdoor activities. Or those of you who are local, Darren has a really cool offer at the end that he's going to tell you about. So I want to just dive in. Darren, I would love it if you would start by sharing a little bit about your story. You know, how did Dyra Outdoors come into being what's you know how did you and oi your amazing wife dream up this adventure for your family so let's start there tell us a little bit about your story sure uh, my wife oi and i we've always wanted to own our own business and we were trying to figure out what business it is that we should start and and whether or not we could pull it off and so my wife went and started taking all these classes through this group called women venture and learned all about, you know, this is what you need to do in order to run a business and came home and said, I think we can do this. So then uh, it was a matter of, well, what business should we do? And we wanted to make sure that we picked a business that we were passionate about because I was in a career where I liked my job, but I didn't love my job. And we wanted to make sure that what we chose was something that 
didn't feel as much like work and something that you know we would get excited about. So one of the things that we really enjoyed was taking our friends out for outdoor experiences. We loved that or you know that feeling of they would show up, they'd be apprehensive, really nervous about doing something, and then after a few hours doing it, their smiles on everybody's faces and they're asking when's the next time we're going to do something in the future. So we decided, hey, let's uh, base a business around that. We love doing that with folks, and that's how Dyer Outdoors got started. It's interesting you bring up the word passion, like what you guys were excited about doing. You love taking people on adventures. And, you know, more than anything, I hear that over and over and over again, that, you know, without passion, we're not going to keep doing it. We're not going to keep growing our business. And so I love the fact that, you know, this is something you were doing with your friends and you already knew and you understood at least that piece of it. And you loved seeing the smiles on their faces through that experience. So Darren, I'm so curious when you, I first launched, like, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling? Did OI have limiting beliefs about sales or selling? Like, what did you guys, like, you know, you launched the business, you knew you were passionate about it, but then like what came up about that piece of, oh, we're going to go out and start to sell our services? Well, I think one of the things was it was kind of a shock when we first started to actually do marketing and seeing how expensive it is to do advertising. And so right away it was, God, this is going to cost a lot more money to get people to use our services than we initially thought or budgeted for. And so, you know, because we're like, well, we're just going to put ads on Facebook and everyone will see it and it'll be great and everyone will call us and we'll be super busy doing this great thing that we love to do. And when you start looking into that, you know, you're like, God, this is you actually have to pay for Facebook ads, you know, and then to get in the local newspapers and magazines and everybody starts calling you saying that, you know, you have to be here, you have to be here. And it just got to be overwhelming that, you know, just how much money it would take in advertising or, or at least what we thought we had to do in advertising. And, you know, so that kind of shocked us and kind of kept us from doing a whole lot of advertising because being small and new, we just didn't have the budget to do it. So we were kind of I don't know. We felt like we were underprepared and we weren't doing what we should do. And because we weren't spending all this money on advertising, that's why we weren't getting the business that we would have liked to have been getting. You know, I think another thing was, you know, we felt like I really needed to be extremely knowledgeable and have thought through every single question and answer that I might get from anybody, you know, and have all the marketing materials ready so that if somebody said, hey, do you do this? And how much does it cost? And what are all my options that I could have something prepared already? And handle all those different scenarios. So because of that limiting belief, it really kept me from going out and reaching out to people because I was like, oh, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. Our website's not ready. You know, what if they ask this? You know, I'm not an expert in that. I'm more of an expert in kayaking and paddleboarding. I'm not an expert in snowshoeing. So how am I ready to sell that? And all those sorts of things kind of kept me from going out and selling the business as much as I should have at first. And then I think, so Darren- oh, I was going to say, my, my last one that I can think of was, we looked at all the different similar businesses in the area and most of the businesses like mine are very seasonal and they cater primarily to individuals. And, you know, we we're trying to figure out, you know, God, do we have to price our stuff that low? And will if we charge more for our services, will people actually pay for it because they could get it cheaper elsewhere? So there was a whole limiting belief that, you know, people wouldn't be willing to pay more for our services because, you know, if they hunted around a lot and there was other similar businesses that were charging less and therefore, you know, we would have to charge less. So those are the main three things that I mm-hmm. can think of. Yeah. And so in all three of those areas, if you could go back to Darren when he first launched the business, 
business, what would you tell him? Well, I would say you don't need to spend as much on advertising as you think. You know, for us, we and you know, for us, one of the things that we learned was initially we were under the hey, we're going to do advertising and push all these things out to people and then wait for them to call. And if you do that sort of model where you're waiting for people to call, you're not going to pick up the phone and try to call the people that wanted that you want to do business with then yes, you're going to have to spend more money on advertising and it'll take longer because you're waiting for people to call. But what we found out through the through your program, Ursula, is that you don't need to do that and that isn't really effective. So, you know, we if you pick up the phone and you actually start calling people, you don't necessarily need to spend as much on advertising because you're just not waiting for people to call and you're not trying to send it out to 200,000 people. You're just trying to reach 20 this month. So that was what I would think about the advertising piece as far as being having to be extremely knowledgeable and have everything ready before you start calling people. You know, one of the things that, you know, came to light with that, and that was through a lot of your coaching, Ursula, you and Rebecca, was that it's not necessarily the case that I already know more than the majority of people that I'm contacting. And what I really found is when people, when I'm on the phone with people, they don't expect you to be perfect, even in your sales pitch or, you know, if you don't have all the answers, as long as you can get back to them or if you, you know, you like, well, we've never offered that before. Let me think through that and I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Everyone's perfectly fine with that. Nobody is like upset because you can't give them every single answer on the spot. And so I think that that was a good takeaway too, is that you don't have to be perfect and nobody's expecting you to be perfect. And even when you're doing sales calls, it's, I don't know, people kind of get a chuckle out of you not being perfect. It makes you feel more real and less salesy. So mm-hmm. I would just say, just get out there and start doing it. And as you run into questions, and if it's a common question that you get, then go ahead and develop some sort of piece of marketing material for people to reference so you have it on hand. But don't think that you have to develop all of it up front before you can start reaching out to contact people. Such a great point, that whole, I'm getting ready to get started, to get going. And we can really get trapped in that when the truth is, you know, when we remember we're just out there and that's what you're doing. You're just solving problems for people and helping them, you know, bring that perfect event together for their team or their family so they can, you know, experience something different. They do. There is a lot of grace and forgiveness out there in what we say or forget to say. And really, people are just thinking about themselves, right? They're not really thinking, gosh, what is Darren going to say next? They're just thinking, huh, can Darren really bring this together for me? Yes, he can. Awesome. Here's my check. I'm going to pay you now. And the other point I wanted to, I want to add that you made, which I thought was so great, is that you don't have to be the expert in every, every single thing. And you do have so many strengths already. You're already way ahead of us. I mean, just the fact that you bring, you know, you started out by working with Oi to bring these great events to your friends. You guys became the experts. I mean, you brought smiles to people's faces. You're already way ahead of us. And then now take all of the experience you have and add that in. And I mean, you are a total expert in this area and solving this problem for people. So Darren, here's what I'm curious about. When you like think back... I know you haven't even you haven't even been in business that long. You've had some awesome strides. But was there a moment where you and Oi just had a phenomenal month or a major breakthrough where you looked at each other and you're like, "All right, this is happening. We the business is growing, it's profitable, we're moving in the right direction." You don't have to share a lot of details about it, but do you remember that moment and what did the two of you believe about your business and what was possible then? Yeah, sure. So, it started, you know, we joined your Synchronicity the synchronized program. And then within the first 30 days, we were able to double our monthly sales. So that was pretty exciting. And 
you know, and it was all about changing that mind shift from waiting for the phone to ring to picking up the phone and calling people that we thought we could help with our services. And where, you know, where it really hit home was, you know, as part of that program, we have our monthly check-ins with you and Rebecca and we're tracking, you know, we're actually tracking, this is who we're trying to contact. And this is how all of that turned out. You know, we were really pushing hard because we set goals for the month saying, you know, we want to achieve this amount of sales. And so we got to close these deals by the end of the month, got to close these deals by the end of the month. And then when we got done with the month and we started preparing for our session with you, we're like, oh my God, we actually doubled our sales this month. It's incredible. <laughs> and it wasn't that hard. That's what made it you know, interesting was that it, it really didn't, I mean, it actually seemed easier than what we were doing before. Because before, like I said, we were trying to do all this mass marketing and catering towards all these individuals through Facebook marketing and ads and stuff. And and it was like, okay, I'm trying to reach out to 200,000 people and get 60 people to come this weekend. And we switched that around to, okay, I'm going to try to reach 20 businesses and bring, you know, five businesses out this month. So it, it really kind of changed the focus and the amount of effort it would require to get the same revenue from sales, but just from catering more towards groups than it was focusing almost completely on individuals before. Mm -hmm. That's such a great point too, and that how less can be more. Like we can get so tied up in this massive online marketing. And yet for most service-based businesses, it's really about connection. It's about, you know, reaching out, even if it is cold calling. I know people hate that word, but I know Darren, you and Oi have gone down that path successfully or figured out how to warm up some of those cold calls so that you can create business from there. And the thing is, you just never know where it's going to lead. So Darren, when you look back at just all the experiences you've had in your business with OI, like what's the number one limiting belief you changed over the last year that you wish you would have known when you first launched the business? Number one. I would say for me that I didn't have to be perfect and ready for everything in advance. That was a, a huge thing for me. I'm a perfectionist by nature. And so like I mentioned before, it was like, you know, before I can do anything, I have to have my website perfect and there can't be any spelling errors on there. And I have to have it all laid out and it has to work for everybody because I want everyone to be happy. And when I would put together some sort of marketing material or I'm doing research for what gear I need to get to provide these services, I mean, I could spend a whole day just like researching kayaks, for example, you know, and like, you know. Uh -huh. You know, and not just, you know, what kayaks, but once I figured out, okay, these are the brands I want, then I could spend another day, okay, which models of these brands do I want? And, you know, it's got to be the perfect one and perfect, you know, this is the perfect marketing material and my perfect sales script before I do anything. And because of that, it just things would just take forever for me to get done. And I had a real hard time making decisions. And kind of where that changed was a conversation with Rebecca. And, you know, she made the comment that, you know, done is better than perfect mm -hmm. and had me do some work on why does everything have to be perfect for me and, you know, talk through that. And ever since then, I've done a much better job at being okay with done or close enough as opposed to being perfect. And because of that, I get a lot of my tasks done a lot more quickly and I'm able to make decisions more quickly. I'm okay, or at least I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm 100% okay, but I'm more comfortable with, with saying, you know, ah, it's good enough and we'll evolve it as we learn more. You know, it's okay to, to put this out. And if, you know, people have a bunch of questions about something that I've put in this piece of material, then, okay, well, then we'll just address it and we'll fix it in the future. So that's been a huge game changer for me is just to not worry so much about being perfect all the time and just worry about doing what's best, getting things done and adapting as you move forward. 
Oh, such great advice because we could get stuck in just evaluating things over and over and over again. And I get it. I remember being in that space and done is better than perfect has definitely become our motto and things do evolve over time. And you know, your level of done is someone else's level of perfect. So that's the other thing is that you realize, okay, you know, this it's really, really good and we can tweak it as we go. And if I've missed something, like you said, it just opens up the conversation. So I know people who are listening are going to want to hear like, how did you grow your business? So if you weren't doing, you know, advertising to 200,000 people on Facebook, what are the top two strategies that you use to double your sales that you and I use, Darren? Yeah. So the first thing I mentioned already, which was to stop trying to create and publish marketing materials and ads, and then just waiting for people to call and move to a more proactive sales process. So, you know, like I mentioned, we would just do all these Facebook ads and these stuff on our Facebook page. And we would, you know, just try to reach out to as many individuals as possible and then just kind of wait for the phone to ring and then get disappointed because we would have an event on, let's say, Saturday from nine to two. And we'd have eight people show up at nine and four people show up at one o'clock. And then we're sitting there for the rest of the day, twiddling our thumbs and wondering why people aren't showing up. So the biggest thing was to be more proactive with sales rather than just waiting for the phone to ring. And then the other thing was, when we initially started, you know, this is part of my internal makeup of being a, uh, I want to make sure everybody's happy, everybody's having a good time. So because of that, our business tried to cater towards everybody. So we were trying to cater towards, you know, individuals, we're doing tours, we're doing groups, we're doing team building and trying to do all the stuff and trying to market to all those different groups all and with a limited budget trying to do a little bit of marketing for each piece, which wasn't enough marketing for any piece. So what we did was we really took some time to focus on who was our ideal customer and who was our, we actually created our avatar, who we were marketing to. So we took some time, look back at who's come to our events and who's called us and found that, you know, 80% of the people that were reaching out to us on a consistent basis were group leaders and trying to find a solution for their group, whether it be a business or a family reunion or a church group or a soccer team. It was always the group leader who was calling us and wanting our service and wanting it to be easy for them to plan an event. And we still had individuals calling us, but for the most part, it was groups. So we really switched to start focusing more on groups. And then that's where we then evolved, okay, how are we going to market to groups and how are we going to market to group leaders instead of just trying to market to 300,000 individuals every week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you shared just, you know, getting really focused, but that's a great point that you actually took the time. You took the time to step aside and say, who is that avatar? And that takes time to get to like you, it was a lot of pain and, <laughs> you know, talking to a lot of people to figure out, you know, group leaders of family or business events, that's our avatar. And so for everyone who's listening, like if you haven't gone through that process of really clarifying your top 20%, it's key. And to keep asking it over time, because your top 20% will evolve and grow. I want to go back, Darren, you talked about being more proactive in the sales process and really developing your sales process. You know, like what works for you now in terms of, because people always ask me, when should I make calls? How many calls should I make a week? How much time should I spend making calls? Like what have you figured out works best for you and your company in terms of consistency and calling? Do you have a certain number of days a week or how do you figure that out? Well, I initially started, I was like, I'm going to do sales four hours every day, Monday through Friday. And then I'd find out that would be overwhelming and I wouldn't do nearly that because I was like, oh, this is too much. You know, so over time we've evolved. So now I do dedicated sales. Like I'm calling people on the phone two days a week for about three hours each day. 
And that's kind of the bulk of my sales calls. And then I have block time during other times of the week, two time, two days during the week where I'm actually doing the appointments that are resulting from those calls. So I try to block my time now and say, okay, I'm going to do sales calls from you know nine in the morning till noon, Tuesday and Thursday. And then I'll meet with people on Thursday and Friday during these four hour periods. Because one, it made it a lot easier when I was on the phone with people to say, you know, I'm available Thursdays from this time to this time and Fridays from this time to this time instead of, okay, let me pull out my calendar and see which days I'm available. So that's kind of what I'm doing for sales now as far as like the amount of time. And then as far as who to, who I'm making those calls to and how I'm finding those people, it's still kind of a struggle to get warm leads. But the best success that I've had and the biggest advice I would have for people is to reach out to other people, other business owners or well-connected people and ask them for help. Because I was you know, trying to figure out, okay, what are the different business types or the different organizations or those referral partners that would be best for me? And trying to figure it all out on my own. And, you know, I was getting somewhere, but not nearly as far as I could have been getting. And so I just started setting up people, meetings with people like my local chamber of commerce, the director of that of the Stillwater Chamber of Commerce, set up some appointments with her and some other successful business owners in town. And from those, I would say like three or four meetings, I pretty much got the majority of my sales from the summer just from referrals and introductions that those three or four people gave me from those meetings. So rather than trying to figure it out and who do I contact and how do I contact them, just ask people, you know, do you know anyone that would benefit from my services? And they would do introductions to me and then create a bunch of warm leads. So the more you can do that networking and asking for help rather than just trying to figure it out on your own is is huge. And then I still do, you know, do some cold calling when I don't have enough warm leads. But, you know, I kind of to the point now where I think that's kind of fun and it doesn't bother me. You know, it's not hard. And I just fell off my chair. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it when people can move from not wanting to do cold calling because I know in the beginning it's like, oh, it's gross. It's hard. It's too well. It doesn't really bother me anymore. But you bring up a great point. Like if you can have three strategic partners or people who are influential in the community and you ask for help, people love to help and it comes back to them. It comes back to you. So it's a fast way. So for anyone who's listening, who, if you feel like you don't have any leads right now, Darren just gave you a huge tip, like go out and network with people and ask for help. We're all out there. Everyone wants to help you. You'd be surprised at, you know, who will say yes. And there'll be some people say, no, I don't know anyone. That's okay. You know, count your no's. No's are blessings too, because it just means you're coming up on a yes. So Darren, you're an expert in creating, fulfilling and memorable shared experiences by playing outside. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want you to teach us like, how do you do that? What kind of tips do you want to share with our listeners about how you do that in this area of your expertise? Sure. So one is just just talk to people about the importance of playing. You know, like I came from corporate America. My background is, you know, working in corporate America for 20 years. And at work, we didn't do a whole lot of playing. It was a lot of stress. And when we did playing it, when we were supposed to be doing playing, it really was working and trying to pretend like it was playing. So I think one of the things we do is to give people permission that, hey, you know, it's okay to play, even if it's just a team bonding experience. So we do team building experiences. And then what I would call more of a team bonding experience where it's it's more about play than it is about, you know, learning about each other. And we're going to work on problem solving or we're going to work on communication, you know, and have official, you know, formal things to do that. Sometimes it's just about getting out together and just bonding. And that's let people know that that's okay. 
and there's a lot of evidence that points to there is a lot of reasons why that's important. And not only will it be beneficial to a business, but it's beneficial to any other group. So we get a lot of, like I mentioned, church groups and family reunions and that sort of thing. And just to give people options to do something fun that's not just hanging out at a restaurant or hanging out at a bar and, you know, creating that shared experience that people will remember and talk about at the next Christmas party. You know, that's just something that is really important. I mean, we've really learned that, you know, if you provide people, if you give people the opportunity to experience something together, whether it's with us or anybody else, you know, if you're just experiencing something with others, it's a lot more memorable. People find it more fulfilling than stuff. So, you know, rather than, you know, giving people, uh, you know, some sort of Christmas gift, if you provide them some shared experience, we found that, you know, people really seem to enjoy that more and remember it more and talk about it more. Yeah. So I don't, does that answer your question or select? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think we forget, you know, when we're going to plan an event, we do, it's like, okay, let's do the Christmas party at the restaurant. And well, what if we went snowshoeing? What if we did something different? What if we got out and played a little bit? And I think we could all use a lot more play in our lives. So awesome. Darren, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I know you have some special things for our listeners. So please tell us, I know you have some free gifts that you're giving away and also a special discount for anyone who either lives in the area, or I know you could probably fly in and do an event anywhere. So tell us more. Sure. So, you know, we're giving away free consultations on how to create a more productive, engaged and connected group or team through interactive outdoor play. So we're offering that to the first five people that send me an email and you, you can uh, email me at info at dirooutdoors.com. It's D-I-R-O outdoors.com. So the first five people that send me an email and want that free consultation, I would love to sit down with you, see, you know, talk about what's going on in your business or within your group, and then make some recommendations on things you can do to get folks outside to help, you know, which will help people become more productive, get a more engaged team or group and just get better connectedness with each other. Also for where folks listening to the podcast, we are offering 20% off your next group kayaking, paddleboarding, fat tire biking or snowshoeing adventure or a team building outing. So once again, send me an email to info at dieroutdoors.com and mention Ursula's podcast. And then we can talk about what it is you're looking for. We can certainly make suggestions. You know, as Ursula mentioned, we are in the, the Minnesota Twin Cities area and we're completely mobile. So if you're in the area and have a specific spot you want to go, we can talk about that or we can make recommendations on where to go and what to do. So certainly send us that email for your 20% off. And then uh, if you want to learn more about us, you know, you certainly visit our website, which I mentioned is dieroutdoors.com. There you can subscribe to our mailing list where we'll send you adventure in your mailbox every month. And you could follow us on Facebook to keep up on what we're doing and see how others are enjoying Mother Nature through the services that we offer. It's phenomenal. And Darren, are you available to speak at conferences as well for anyone? Like a, I could imagine a large corporate conference might want you to talk about outdoor activities for team building or anything like that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd love to come talk to different groups. I've done some speaking here within the Stillwater area about the benefits of playing outside and doing team building stuff outside and just being outside in general. There's a lot of health and emotional, you know, things around well-being around just being outside. So I'd love to come help and share what I know with any group. Awesome. And Darren, you know, sometimes our listeners are having their best day in business and some might be having their worst. So for someone who's having their worst day in business, 30 seconds, what's your best advice for them? Oh, that's a tough one. I would say my best advice is to just keep at it. And remember that a great day is just right around the corner. So I've had some of the, you know, I've had days just like everybody where 
You know, I make a million calls and nobody calls me back or everybody says no. I have events that are planned and then they get canceled and stuff like that. But every single time that that's happened, either the next day or within a short period of time, something else comes up or even some of those things that canceled, maybe they get rescheduled. And instead of having the one event, they have two events. So just remember that it's always coming as long as you stay productive and keep wanting to serve people, you know, your business will be successful. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Darren. Thank Thank you for being part of our community. We love you and Oi. You guys are just such great people and we enjoy seeing you out at events and definitely keep us posted on your upcoming events, okay? Will do. Come to Stillwater and ride our bikes. I know, that's right. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. You have to tell us really quickly. So you do have bikes in Stillwater now. How can people rent those or how does that work? Yeah, so we, you know, we were asked over the last year and a half, how do we rent a bike? How do we rent a bike? How do we rent a bike? And we didn't have a good way to do it for individuals. So we just launched a self-serve bike rental station in downtown Stillwater, right down by the lift bridge. And all you need is a smartphone and a credit card. So you just come down, it's available from sunrise to sunset. And if for those of you that aren't familiar with Stillwater, it's really a biking destination, biking along the St. Croix River and through the historic town. Um, there's lots of places to go. So just come on down with your smartphone and uh, you can rent a bike or bikes and explore our beautiful town. So kind of neat. We're excited about that. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I love it. We're definitely going to try to get down there before the summer is ended. So thanks again for being here today, Darren. Yeah, thank you. I want to thank our listeners. Again, we love hearing from you. Send me an email if there's anything we can do for you, Ursula at salescoachnow.com. And also, if you haven't grabbed it yet, we have a free webinar on my site. Come and spend an hour with me. It's lots of fun. It's the Authentic Sales Formula, an entrepreneur's guide to serving more clients without being pushy or salesy. So you can opt in, grab your spot, and then we will be able to stay in touch with you regarding all of the things that we have coming up as well. So definitely worth your time. Also, I want to partner with you. If you have a conference or sales training session coming up, email me directly at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Or if it's easier, you can email contact at salescoachnow.com. You can go to my speaker site, UrsulaMenches.com to see all the latest keynotes and trainings that we have there. We can also come out and do a private sales camp course for you as well. And we have many sales camp courses coming up over the next 12 months. So definitely check out our calendar. We'll be in California again as well. We had a lot of requests there. So I'm like, of course I want to come back. And and then lots coming up in Minnesota as well. I want to thank you all for being with us today. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, everybody. And make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Now.